0: guess we're live. I think we're live. Can someone send me a message to let me know that uh, they're receiving? Because I'm unable to post anything right now. Okay, very good. Hey, thank you for your patience. I, uh, was just um over here at here the watchman, and uh, I unexpectedly got called out of the op- <laughs> out of the an- anonymous office to interact with the guest and i 'm not going to get into what it was, but it profoundly affected me, so I need an emotional moment here to recover because this was uh just such shocking shocking stuff um, I want to go to something I'm going to be talking about here at length, and I'm going to be referring to my screen quite a bit, and notes. And this this is scary, what we're going to talk about tonight here. Let me minimize this a little bit so I can uh, come back to the screen. Gee, that's not going to let me do both, is it? Okay. Um, okay, here we go. All right, we'll just go ahead and get started, and I'll have to work from memory i um, glad that you guys have me here. Um, I'll be taking some questions at the end. There are some topics because of community guidelines that I can't get into here on this particular forum. And so I have to respect that because I am using their forum. And um, I want to talk to you about um, Bill Gates and national identification. First of all, you know, I can't say anything he's ever touched except for maybe a pretty good set of computers in the early days. Nothing he's really touched has ever turned anything productive. And um, and like I said, that's about as far as I'm going to take it. My trust level with him is zero. And when I was sharing uh, his endorsement of this program, that I'll get to in a minute, the first question my wife asked me was who the hell is he? Exactly. We elect him to nothing. We elect him to nothing whatsoever. So God knows why we are uh, just allowing him to lead us by the nose. He said something recently that I'm telling you is going to come true. Uh, he did say the second pandemic is going to be worse than the first. I don't know how he's in a position to know this, but he did say it. and It was all over. It was mainstream media news. Um, so he's clearly got a seat at the table. That includes the World Economic Forum and everywhere else he goes. And uh, I have a real problem being an American and allowing unelected bureaucrats to dictate anything to me. And last night I talked on here a lot about uh, the coming lockdowns and what you could show and research and be sure of. And then what other sources close to me have told me who are in a position to know. But he just signed an endorsement giving $10 million to an organization that's um, connected to the United Nations for national ID. And uh, I I have to tell you, I absolutely have uh, no trust in this whatsoever. Um, The information coming out does not specify the questions you're going to have. Um, Will it be implanted? I think it has to be. That's the first thing that a lot of people want to know. But I have to say, when I referenced this very public article, and he was holding a shirt with the name of the UN organization, I love with a heart, uh, National ID. Um, There is no reason to have National ID under any circumstances whatsoever, except we talk about, and I've exposed this here on YouTube. In Maui, the governor is going out of his way to say, oh, there's no such thing coming as a smart city. Yet Jeff Bezos, the day after the tragedy, offered $100 million to build a smart city where Lahaina once stood. And everything the governor has done is to remove the land rights of the people there And then they have a meeting on the 25th. I went through this. Gosh, the days all run together. I apologize. It was either this morning or yesterday. Uh, And I went through it was yesterday. And I went through their September 25th meeting coming up. And all it was was smart grid, smart city, technocracy. And there was some hints in there about CBDC. They're rewiring the Hawaiian computers for the state government all connected to finance to basically follow a singular pattern instead of, instead of having their own fragmented, uh, self-sustaining entities. And that's what you'd have to do before you bring in CEBDC. And the title of the person making this particular um, presentation on this September 25th meeting, uh, her title is Digital Currency Revised i mean how plain does it have to be so your national id will plug into this and uh your national id they may let you take it in your phone i mean i don't know that it has but i do think that you'll have to have it on you at all times and we've talked a lot about the 15 minute city concept have we not and, uh, we know that movements are going to be restricted. Uh, there's already, gosh, what, 40 cities that have signed on to this. In my state, Tucson and Scottdale's part of the way there, and they're here in Arizona, and they're moving closer. Phoenix has endorsed it. Uh, it's being backed by all the major universities, which basically are under the control of the Chinese government. That's uh, a long story I won't get into, but, um, the Hawaiian situation really bears discussion with national ID because it'll be the partner. It'll be how you bring people into compliance. So if you have a national ID, let's just say, for example, it's in your cell phone. And the 15-minute situation, I don't know how, many, uh, how arbitrary this is going to be, but I can bike uh, way beyond 15 minutes. I can walk beyond a 15-minute drive okay would take me a while but i could do those things so how arbitrary is this going to be but here's what i do know you have to have a pass and i think this will be in your phone before you can traverse an area and you have to have special permission you're only allowed so many times for whatever uh you know about the prohibitions on flying right um Under the 15-minute city concept and the smart city concept, you can only fly once every three years a distance of 500 miles or less, uh, no exceptions, and um, you will only be able to buy three items of clothing. Okay, this is your ticket, or it'll be an implantable chip, and this is where it gets scary for me. You know, I'm unapologetically a Christian, and when people start telling me there could be an involuntary demand to put something in my mm-hmm, or ear, I, I think that speaks very clearly to what Christians fear the most. I will not comply. In fact, I won't comply with the whole thing. Um, you know, we've we had this discussion tonight at dinner, um, and we all agree we're not gonna comply. You know, God will sustain his people. The book of Matthew says, you know, if you're faithful to him, he'll be faithful and protect you. And this is the operating principle I'm working on. But digital ID will also be tied into your health records. That's been very, very made very, very clear. And there will be compliance issues that you must do certain things and must not do certain things. And your constitution won't be a factor in my humble opinion. And here's why. And this isn't conspiratorial, controversial. This is a matter of fact. Uh, Biden, in my judgment, entered into an illegal contract with the World Health Organization. And I'm not impugning their motives. I'm just saying that he signed an agreement that gives them power over medical decisions made in this country that could impact industry, the Constitution, virtually every part of our life. Well, that kind of a treaty would have to have gone through the Senate with a two-thirds approval. That's my objection to this. If the Senate approves that, then then we have an identifiable means to redress our grievances. But when a president acts like a dictator and signs an agreement with a foreign entity and says, we're going to give you control, I have to tell you that if we have an outbreak of what they're calling parole, I believe they're calling it, and it's the uh, two substrates or variants of the uh, original COVID-19. And they are supposedly much more lethal and deadly. I've not seen toxicology reports, so I can't speak knowledgeably of that. But when you read descriptions, it says more virulent, more deadly, more soon deadly. In Europe, they're saying 10 to 40% fatality when you get it. That'll be enough to get, if it was 10% fatal, That'd be enough to get the uh, people's attention in this country. And if we go into that kind of medical emergency, would it be declared, uh, this will no longer be the United States. I think globalists will be calling the shots. And so you think, well, they can't do that because it violates the Constitution. I'm here to tell you, they will. And a national ID would be paramount to the central strategy of organizing a people. Now, let's assume for a second their motives are absolutely pure. All they want to do is preserve human life in the best way possible and to keep the contagious from infecting the non-contagion people. Let's just give them the benefit of the doubt for just for a second. okay? That's all well and good. But here's my concern as an American. When have you ever seen the government levy a tax on the people and then take it off? I've never seen it. The same thing is when has the government ever passed a law that gives them more power? And then it's taken back. My question is, when the crisis ends, how do you get back your freedom? The short answer for me is that you do not. And I don't care if it's medical or financial or what it is, but I want you just to envision the scenario, okay? You're locked down, okay? lockdown can be perfectly legitimate. But do you not believe that this is opportunistic time? If you're locked down... The system goes into place. And for the good, you, we can't have you traveling around the country, for goodness sake. We know that airline travel is the fastest way to spread whatever. And so there's the beginning of restriction of travel. They may not call a 15-minute city, but clearly in any kind of quarantine or lockdown action, you would have limitation on travel. That was really interesting because they didn't really do that the first time, did they? You could still fly, had to wear your mask. Okay, you could drive around, no restrictions, as soon as you got out of your car, you had to have your mask. The only time that we actually could not do those things was when they had the 15-day flatten the curve. Do you remember that? Okay, so we had complete movement of mobility uh, in the first lockdown. I'm of the opinion from what I'm seeing, when I look at smart cities, 15-minute cities, all these other things coming into play, we won't be moving. And honestly, if a pathogen is bad enough... You wouldn't have to be told to stay inside and isolate. Self-protective mechanisms would take over and they would say, hey, look, we got to be really, really careful. You're not going to school. okay? I'm not going to work and society would be paralyzed. It would actually be the end of our civilization, too. If you think we can economically survive one more lockdown the way it was done before, uh -uh, there's no way. There's absolutely no way economically. I mean, what did we go from, what, $22 billion, $22 trillion in debt, to now we're almost $33 trillion in debt, and we're still paying off COVID debts? Uh, We we can't absorb that. And then the system crashes. (laughs) Now you see where this is going. You have to have something to replace it. In Hawaii, they've already shown me in their documents for their uh, meeting memorandums, coming up on september 25th they're organizing for cbdc they're organizing for it and in fact if you go to that video and i read to you the exact language the presenter her title there's no question this is what they're doing so now if they have cbdc 15 minute travel that's regulated by digital your currency is digital your health records are digital Do you see what's going to be going into the national identification? And how far will they carry it? I don't presume to know. I think for anyone to say, you know, what kind of add-ons will they do, um, I think that's presumptuous. But I'll say this. If you don't think they're setting this system up for a reason, which is to gain more control over you for whatever reason, we're fooling ourselves. This is only the beginning of what they have planned, because why would they go to all this elaborate scheming if they weren't going to do something? Exactly. And I can't say this is going to of the beast, but I will say this, if this national ID is an implantation, withdave.com that's waterwithdave.com save eighty dollars for a short time it's anywhere in my little toe but my little toe I would tell people you know what death on this earth is short term hell is forever and, and I think that we need to know that and you know and I know this message is going to make people uncomfortable it really is and am I opposed to the national ID? Yes because it destroys privacy they if it's tied into cbdc they can control all your purchases and do you remember when you said oh, i'll never eat bugs oh, i'll never eat what the world economic forum is bragging about remember all that bravado that we had <laughs> if they have control of you digitally and they have control of how you spend your money or even if you can keep your money you'll eat what they damn well give you you'll eat what they present to you and i would expect in the future going forward if i was them and sometimes i have to take off uh, you know my veil of protection from god and try to think like the enemy what would the demonic ones do think like them for a second what would you do you would strip everybody of any decision making and what would you do you would control every aspect of their life and bend them to your will would you not and these are digitized electronic means of doing so. And this is how I see the national ID. I'm fine with a driver's license. Okay. I'm fine with a social security card. I understand the purpose, although it shouldn't be used as an identification number. In fact, when they created social security, that was a prohibition. I don't know if you know that or not, but social security was never intended to ever be an ID number. Now that's set up so much uh, identity theft, it's crazy. But nonetheless, I don't have a problem with basic identifications we're required to keep. If I'm a student on a college campus and you're worried about security, yeah, I should be able to have an ID in campus police. If they suspect me of doing something wrong, I should have to show my ID. I do not have a problem with that. But I have a problem with a matter of course is everybody, like the Stepford Wives, locked into one system, controlled by one entity. And by the way, do you know who's going to control this? Let me just look here at the. Do you have any idea how they're going to control this? I'll look for some responses on here. Who do you think will control all this digitization that's coming our way? No, it's not the Bilderberg. <laughs> it's not the Trilateral Commission. Okay? It's not even Bill Gates, it's AI you're Artific- and someone got it here. God's holy, yeah. AI, AI. Michael got it. Um, you're absolutely right. AI, Linda got it. It is AI. Now, it's interesting. I came across, now we have to look at Bill Gates now as the father of this movement. Because it's coming from the UN, $10 million seed money from him, is given the award. He seems to be calling the shots. I'm sure he's working in conjunction with other globalists. But he be looked at now what is he saying well i did some research on this before i came on and here's what i found I, <laughs> this is amazing he was asked uh bill are you afraid of artificial intelligence and he said the concerns are valid but we think they're manageable Did you know there were a thousand scientists who worked in various entities like university research, DARPA, that would be government? Do you know there were a thousand scientists that signed a petition that went to Biden that said AI sentient applications mean that you teach them to think independently, not under the control of a human? That sentient AI needs to be stopped immediately. Did you know they said that? A thousand experts working in the field said that. And he's saying, well, it's manageable. Well, I get it also, too. What is it that a lot of these people who have more money than God can do? Well, they can live to be 100. We see it all the time. And how do they do it? They have access to advanced medical applications that you and I only dream about and your insurance plan would never cover. And even if they could or would, they couldn't afford it. And it's the melding of man and machine. And we already see some of that. You put a pacemaker in. Okay, that's the beginning of that process. You put a stint in your heart, the same thing. Uh, we do other things to the body. Uh, there's certainly nothing wrong with that. But it's the beginning of helping people live longer. And if you read about the goals of the elite, they want to live for a long time. And I'm not—I th- really don't think they're interested in sharing this technology with us. Do you? I don't think so. So, nonetheless, and no, answer the question. Uh, I have not heard about the aerosol uh, COVID nineteen, except it does spread through the air. There's a contamination range, and there's some debate on what that is, and I think it's how virulent the virus is inside that person. But, yeah, that, that part is aerosolized, but, no, I'm not aware of the other. But, anyway, back to what I was saying, um, I think you need to know that there are people who are looking to use advanced technology to lengthen their lifespan. And this is kind of a natural progression of where medicine has been going. In fact, we seem to be obsessed with studying longevity. There's that uh, series on Netflix, and I've watched about the first one and a half episodes. And my wife and I hopefully can carve out some time next couple of days and watch a couple of more. But it's a man, what a great story. He goes around the world, and he's studying how long people live and what they have in common. But they're basic factors. There's not one discussion of technology that I believe I'm going to see in all five of these. Like in Italy, Sardinia, they live a long time. Why? Because they're always getting their cardio in and sometimes they're hit. They have, it's a, it's a hilly area and it's the verticality of the society plus their Mediterranean diet that they think leads them to have one of the top populations of centenarians, people that live over a hundred. In Okinawa, it's the constant labor in the fields. People work up until about three to six months before they die in their 80s, mid-80s, and and they have a real short decline period. The decline period in America is about 14 years. In Okinawa, it's not over six months. And so these people have amazing habits, but there's nothing in there about technology. And, And I will tell you, these people who run this planet, do you not agree with me? They're always looking for power. There wouldn't even be a 15-minute city concept if they didn't want to have power over your life. They wouldn't be trying to digitize the currency and put it under central control. I think it's AI, but put it under central control if they didn't want to control you. If they can control how you spend your money, or if you're naughty, you could lose your money. And the beta test for that, do you remember what the beta test for that concept was? It was the Canadian truckers who went to Ottawa, and they said, no, we're not going to go along with your restrictions anymore, Mr. Trudeau, and he declared their bank account seized, total violation of the Canadian Constitution, but who's following a constitution these days? In fact, if a citizen, a regular citizen had given a pizza or $20 donation to these truckers, they lost their bank accounts too. That was the beta test to see if the citizens would rise up against central bank, digital currency, which will invariably punish the people who are not in line. By the way, do you know in China, on CCTV, you're walking across these big crosswalks, and maybe you're kind of forced to the outside, and you're in a hurry. So you step around somebody, and you're a foot outside the crosswalk. Facial recognition, you get a fine, or they deny a privilege. Did you know that? In fact, let me show you how bad this is going to get. Because this national ID is all part of the same system, which is to a large extent in place in in most Chinese metropolitan areas. I had Patrick Wood and pray for Pat because uh, Pat's had a stroke and he's trying to recover, and um, so we need him back. But he's kind of the father of understanding technocracy. And I was lucky enough to have him on my show a lot when this was beginning to break. And he told this story about a lady in China, and she had a really bad day, and she goes, oh, the government got in my way in this, and now I've got to do this. And it was really a minor thing, something that none of us would get in trouble. I mean, even Merrick Garland wouldn't think about kicking your door down for saying what she said, but they did. And they had eight men show up in black suits. Here are the men in black in China, and they showed up at her door, and she invited them in. She served them all tea, and they questioned her about this. And she says, oh, I just had the worst day, but, no, I'm loyal to the CCP. I love the government. It was just my frustration. And, oh, okay, thank you. They left. She thought she was okay. Within a week, she was kicked out of school, lost her apartment, lost her job, and lost her ability to travel. That's what a national ID could do to you. And if they tie it into CBDC, then it's game over and i really want us all to understand one thing as i began to research this i started out just as an ignorant person not knowing and i got some knowledge on 15 minute cities i got knowledge on central bank digital currency and i got knowledge on national id and all and all and i understood the dangers and pitfalls of each but it wasn't until recently that the light came on it was like a ding and I began to see how it all fit together. And then I go back to what Pat Wood was telling me ten years ago. Technocracy. They will control everything. Let's just say the thermostat in your in your place. Um, think you're going to wash your dishes and you're going to have your air conditioner at 78 degrees. Oh no, 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 no. And this is the smart meters. This is all part of the same system. And this big technocratic grid that'll include everything I've been mentioning is not just America. There's an agreement. Pat brought this to my attention and showed me the documents. We have an agreement with Europe to combine the control of everything technocracy-wise, with Europe. And you know it's going to go to Asia. It's going to go to Africa. We all know it's South America. It's going to be a fully integrated global system. So if people think they can leave the United States and escape tyranny, that used to be true. In fact, at one time, things got so bad when McCain's mafia was trying to steal my, my house property 20 years ago, we actually had discussions about going to Costa Rica You know, I had someone there that was coaching in one of their professional basketball leagues. I could have caught on there. I'd had some income. And, you know, we thought, okay, that might not be a bad thing to do. Today, that door is closed. That door is absolutely closed. So someone liked my comment about McCain They wanted to steal our land for a Canamex thoroughfare. They wanted my area to be a hub uh, for the project. And it was a 30-year build-out. But they thought they would start early by taking away our property rights, saying we were too close to a military base, of which we were 30 miles away. And their planes had to fly over 300,000 people to get to us. We knew that was a bunch of nonsense, and that wasn't true. And as we began to research it, we found other commonalities in the state, shared the same demographics. I ran the odds on it. You know, Being a former statistics professor, in part, uh, has its advantages. I put this into my SPSS program. If you took stat, you know what I'm talking about. And the odds came out that all these things being due to chance with 65 million to one. I go, aha, they just want to steal our land. And they took away our property rights opening over time. You get a kitchen fire. You can't rebuild your property values plummet. But they kept our um, uh, taxes the same. And I was in an eight year battle against the McCain mafia. And eventually we did win. I don't know if they're coming back. I really don't know for sure. But right now, you know, we have control of our properties and our values are like any other comparable place you'd expect to find. But that was an eight year battle. That's actually what got me into this business. I was going into the media to talk about the unfairness as much as I could. And one gentleman, the late Pete Peterson from Wickenburg, Arizona, said, Dave, you need to have your own show. I said, I can't do my own show. He goes, you do your own show every time you come in here. He goes, you got to have your own show. And so that's how I actually got started. In this business, I had no intention. At that time, I was teaching psych, social, stat, research, and I was coaching college basketball. And I was having the time of my life. I didn't want to do this. Trust me. I was dragged into this. And now we're into it. I can see that we might be the last generation. And I'm speaking biblically here. Uh, My preference, though, in case you're wondering, I don't want to be the last generation. Okay? I'm competitive by nature. I want to kick some new world order butt and take my country back. That's what I want to do. I want to rid this country of the Bolsheviks that have taken it over. And they really had their coming out party when Joe Biden was inaugurated on January 21st. And that's when we officially became a communist nation. And I can't hand this country over to kids and have them curse me because of what we didn't do. And ladies and gentlemen, you know, if you're over 40 you have a stake in this. You bear responsibility. Well, I'm not to blame. Collectively, we are to blame. It may not be an individual situation where you may... Ladies and gentlemen, right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Decisions to contribute, but our apathy, our tolerance, our immorality. I mean, if you look at this, look what we have for leaders. Can, Can you believe the people of the 50s would have ever put up with what's going on, especially in the schools? I never would have thought that. You can imagine in the 50s if people said you have to have a national ID and you're going to put it on your cell phone and you'll do what we say or we'll take your money. Can you imagine what these people would have done? So you get the leaders that you tolerate, and that's where we're at. And unfortunately, you know, people will come with a bravado. Well, I got a six gun. I've got a shotgun. I mean, no, 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 no. That kind of change is not going to come from us. And you'll end up like the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers going to prison. Okay. If you start advocating for that, you don't have to have you do these things. Do you know, I know Stuart Rhodes. Let me digress for a minute. Stuart Rhodes, the head of Oath Keepers, right? Okay. Now, I don't go down the path of Stuart Rhodes. He has different ideas on effecting change. And I had dinner with him in Wickenburg, Arizona, about no, 10, 12 years ago. And he was with somebody else. And he was pleasant enough. I got along with him. But I told him, I said, Stuart, I just got a different path. I got to travel. That's really what you're talking about. It's not my way. Uh, but do you know when he was at, the, at J6, do you know they didn't go into the Capitol? Did you know they protected the Capitol policeman from assault? And they said so. Even at the trial, they said so. And um, he got sent to prison. For what he had tweeted, they didn't bring any guns into the into DC. That was illegal. They left him in Virginia, All right. And um, I actually know someone personally who was part of his group. Uh, we used to know each other from the Freeness Phoenix Breakfast Club. If you are in Arizona, you know what I am talking about. If you don't, it was a it's a meeting group of important people. And um, he had the taxi driver, and he's going to prison for a long time, like Stuart, for what what they tweeted. So I I don't entertain talks of violence against the government. If there is a change coming using a coup d'etat, it'll be the military. It won't be you and me. And I just really need you to understand that false bravado will put you in prison in these days. In the past, you'd be looked at as a kook. Your sheriff might be sent to talk to you. But if he deemed you were just shooting your mouth off, there'd be no harm, no foul. Today, they'll come in under red flag laws. And the minimum they'll do is take your guns And the maximum they'll do is what's happening to the Proud Boys and to uh, the Oath Keepers. The Oath Keepers do not deserve to be in prison. I don't care if I agree with their tactics and strategies or not. They do not. But this is the time we live in. These are communists. You know Trump is being indicted in Fulton County, Georgia, for things he tweeted about the election outside Fulton County. That's not even legal. They have no jurisdictional authority, but yet this is allowed to continue. And you you just look at how we're being run right now. Most people don't have a full appreciation, and it's on me. We have been successfully overthrown. Our schools have been overtaken. You don't want to know how that was accomplished? $5 billion of pandemic aid given to the NEA. And all of a sudden now, they start doing all the programs that most parents don't like that led to the school board uprisings and so forth. And this is what the Biden administration does best. They buy organizations to get them to do their bidding. And this is what we're seeing. And right now, if you understand your Chinese history, Chiang Kai-shek versus Mao Zedong, when... Chiang Kai-shek was forced to flee to the island of Formosa. Today we call it Taiwan. Um, Mao Zedong feared that there could be a lot of sympathizers. After all, Chiang Kai-shek helped defeat the Japanese. So we need to weed these people out. They had a Maoist cultural revolution and they killed an estimated 60 to 80 million people. We don't know for sure, but those are the estimates. Um, We don't have a death purge right now in this country per se. Not like that. But what we do have is a purge going on called cancel culture. And let me share with you. National ID will be exactly in form in substance what Mao Zedong did in China. If they take away your ability to have money, you can't pay your property tax. You're out of your property. You're now homeless. You can't be hired. Is that not in effect what uh, some of the more, uh, oh, like Plymouth Colony, and they became so fanatically religious, if you said anything against their doctrine, they would banish you. They wouldn't kill you. Not yet. They start burning people at stake later. But they would actually throw you out of the colony into the harsh winter where you would die of exposure. It was a death sentence. What I'm telling you is coming with national ID Central bank digital currency, travel restrictions, total control over you. It's just like that lady in China. Now, here's what I think is also going to happen. Let's say you uh, are someone who is banished by the system. They take everything from you, but you got a relative that will help you. Isn't that aid in abetting a felon? Something to think about. I also expect you to have to be able to hide your gold in this kind of society. And I do recommend getting gold. Noble gold is what I do. And you can simply go to DaveHodgesGold.com and find out all about it. But um, I recommend gold, food, water, guns and ammo. Don't ever surrender it because you might need it to defend yourself. And so you're going to have to bury those things as well, too. You're going to have to hide them. They're going to be anti-food hoarding laws. So if you got storable food, you've got to, you'll probably have to hide that. You're going to need water filtration because they can shut your water off. Look at the problems people are having in, Ma- in Maui right now getting clean water. You won't have trouble scavenging water, but you'll have trouble finding water that's drinkable. So you're going to need water filtration. And there's good ones and there's bad ones. And if you drop me a note, I'll, I'll tell you some of the ones that we use here that I have stored but a lot of your preparation materials are going to be outlawed and you're going to have to hide them. And I'm being very, very serious. And we may even get to a point where people are banished by the system under central bank, digital currency, and they may have to be hidden. They might have to be hidden. My son read a book and I want to share this thought with you. Excuse me. When my son was in fifth grade, He read a book called Among the Hidden, and I think the author's name was Margaret Turner Hadix, I think, or or Hadix Turner. And she had written nothing but child novels her entire career. And she wrote this politically provocative novel for children. And a lot of it was based on the Chinese one-child policy. Boy, this was in America. And they would have the secret police go along and look in the windows. Remember, it's a child's novel. Okay? And they had an extra kid that they were trying to hide from the authorities. But then there were other things that happened, too. They limited how much food you could eat, calorie restriction oh yes there's your you must eat bugs plants and aquatics says the uh, world economic forum and that element was in there as well too now this would have been about 13 14 years ago okay so you look at that and you're saying my gosh and my son brought it to my attention and I actually had a good relationship with this teacher I thought she was competent and um, I read the book and I recognized it immediately for what it was, because I'm in the middle of fighting against agenda twenty-one policies in the overtaking of my land, along with a lot of other criminal stuff. So I went to the teacher and I said, Can you explain to me why they're reading this book? What what's your purpose here? Other than vocabulary and so forth. And she said, I know it's politically provocative. She goes, but Mr. Hodges, have you ever seen Agenda Twenty One? Yeah. I said I don't want to scare the kids, but I want to introduce them to the idea because this generation may have to fight against this. And I said, okay, thank you very much. You're doing a great job. And I got up and walked out. Now, remember, this lady was only a child actor. I mean, children's uh, writer for um, novels. Sorry. It's been a long day. Let me share with you something else. The Hunger Games. Oh, here we go. Because we're living through a lot of the Hunger Games, folks. The Hunger Games. Who wrote it? Suzanne. Lovely lady. Okay, I saw one interview with her on Good Morning America, and that is the only interview she did. She, too, had only written children's books. And all of a sudden, she writes one of the most important books of her time, The Hunger Games, the trilogy. Wow. Wow. And I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I was stunned at what I saw this. I was absolutely stunned. I I, I remember we sat through the the movie, and I hadn't read the book. And 20 minutes into the movie, it was like I had a holy crap experience. My wife looks at me, and she goes, I'm not quite there yet. And I just looked at her, and I said, "Uh, Wetlands, Agenda 21, open space, control of resources. I said, it's all there. And I said, let's see how far they carry it. So Suzanne Collins writes the book. She had never written anything other than a children's book. Do you think it's safe to say that this was part of the predictive programming and that these two authors, among some others I could talk about, were given the storyline? Now you write the script. That's exactly what I think happened. They've had this planned for a very long time. This isn't a new phenomena. They've taken the approach that inch by inch, it's a cinch. But have you noticed too, that the other side is panicked? And I'm not sure what it is. I suspect if we were to use a Star Wars term, we'd be saying there's a disturbance in the force. I think there is. I think something has happened to these demonic spirits that has upset them. And I think they may know something about somebody coming back and they got to hurry up with their agenda. That's just a gut feeling I have. But here's what I want to leave all of you with before I take questions on Super Chat. It's all related. It's all integrated. It's all planned. Most of your leaders are, well, let me put it this way. I think I have more knowledge than most people in Congress. And I know I've talked to a few congressmen about this, and they just give me the glassy-eyed look after five minutes. If I start with what they know, oh, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. But as soon as I venture outside their compartmentalization and say, well, this is also going on and this is going to happen, I just get the look. And it's like, is this guy nuts? I thought he was so normal. He understood me, and now he's out in left field. Um, But Congress goes along with it as it relates to them and as they're told, follow through, you'll get reelected. You'll get all the benefits of reelection. And this is now filtered down as far as the DA level in counties, county commissioners, mayors, city councils. Now they don't care much about small towns. Most of your small towns are pretty inoculated against this and they can be overwhelmed by bigger communities. If there's a conflict that arises, we had that here in Arizona. I won't go into the details, but, a, a lot of your big school districts impacted by this school board members, they get elected with the most noble of intentions. And sometimes they're doing it to launch a political career. And this is their launching pad. But then what they'll do is they'll get in there and they'll say, yeah, and if I do certain things and align with that publisher and align with this, they make good for campaign donations. I've seen Listen, I could go into story after story. What I'm telling you is our system has been compromised from A to Z. I mean, it's almost like Sodom and Gomorrah. Do you remember the test that the Lord gave? If you could only find this many men, okay, I'll reduce it. If you could just find this many men, I'll spare Sodom and Gomorrah. And they couldn't. They couldn't. And this is where we're at today. And the message I would leave you with, if this isn't Mark of the Beast technology that's coming, it certainly is the precursor. And what I'm saying is I think we need to be true to our faith, true to ourselves, true to our humanity, and never compromise. We cannot back down. They're taking you to a point where they said 15-day, you know, uh, stop the curve, that kind of thing. Okay, that was reasonable to go along with at that time. What I'm saying today is when they tell you you're going to take this, especially if they tell you to put it under your skin, that's when you say no. When they tell you you're going to use their central bank digital currency, you tell them no. This is why you need to prep ahead of time. Um, Alice, thanks so much. So anyway, let me open it up for questions here. We'll go with the super chat first, and I can stay for a little while. But my aging body has a date with the gym tonight, and I want to stay alive a little bit longer. Um, Anybody else have a question here you'd like to chime in with? King Charles behind the scenes. Yeah, wasn't it his dad that wrote, I'd like to come back as a virus to wipe out 90% of humanity? Yeah. Billy Goats, that's pretty good. Okay, so I'll give it another minute or two here if you have any questions at all. Yeah, the Stanford Act from FEMA, yeah. Listen, FEMA has unregulated powers. They can come into your home right now and take anything they deem over three-day food supply. I should tell this story. I had a um, former basketball player played for me here, Arizona's college player, um, big man, six seven, two fifty, an animal. You would not want to meet. He was a gentle soul, just a wonderful, beautiful human being. But you would not want to meet him in a dark alley. Okay. <laughs> when I was younger, I thought I was pretty formidable. I, you know, had advanced degrees and the you know, martial arts and stuff. And I thought, oh, but he's a guy I would never want to tangle with. But anyway, one day FEMA showed up at his house unannounced. He had the day off. His wife's at work. He's got their their newborn son. And they come up and they said his name, yes. Uh, We're going to come into your house and look at your food supply. And he said, like, hell you are. He said, who the hell are you guys? And one guy pulled his jacket back according to his description and showed his badge. But also he saw the, the, the gun. And he said, we're coming in one way or another. So he felt, okay, I got my kid here. So I'll let him in. And I said, what are you here for? We're here to see how much food you have. And they started walking to the hallway. He goes, no, the kitchen's that way, guys. You can't just come in and search my house for anything. Thank you, Sheila. So they said, we're not here to look in your fridge. We're here to look in your pantry. We want to know what your store supplies are. And by the way, after I told this story on the air, and, and he came on the show anonymously because he was afraid of his employer, and rightfully he should be because he was just hired on as a law enforcement. I don't want to be too specific. But anyway, he didn't want the notoriety, but he wanted to tell the story. And so after I aired this show, I started hearing from people all through the Southeast where this was happening to. And this would have been 2006, 2007 timeframe. Um, FEMA's made these preparations for a long time, a long time. And what I'm telling you is they are not going to let you out of this. My personal belief is that we have to, uh, repent and we'll get all the help we need from above. Um, you know, I've become friends with Scotty Sacks, really good broadcaster has a big audience. Um, I do a two, three minute segment on his uh, show every week. And, um, Scotty tells me, and I'm hearing some of the same things, the military is only going to take so much, but they have to see the people rise up. Thanks, Darren. They have to see the people rise up and say no more. And when that number reaches 70%, then we have the grounds for a coup d'etat, according to some people. Now, now, authorities, don't come kick my door in because I don't have any inside information. I'm not advocating for it. I'm just telling that's the storyline that's out there. And I know they live in fear of it. Because I know that they don't control the submarine fleet. They don't control the Space Force. um, And there's big segments, like in the Marine Corps, they don't control. So I don't know if that's where resistance would come from. That's why I say, you know, God will provide a way if we're loyal to him. And I'm telling you, I think that's the only way out of this. Otherwise, it could be one bloody mess, literally and figuratively. Okay, any other questions you may have? Give it a couple minutes here to cycle through. If 20% didn't comply, they can't do anything. Do you know the American Revolution was fought with 3% of the population? Different time, different technology, I agree. But you don't need big numbers. In fact, let me share this with you. You might find this interesting. Did you know that um, there's a group called SNARK? And I forget what it stands for. It's an acronym, S-N-A-R-C. They do a lot of social psychology research. And what they found or what they wanted to know, they asked a research question, when do things catch on? When do movements get momentum and they become huge? Well, what they found is the penetration level of committed followers had to reach 10% and then things take off. I think we've already achieved the 10% awareness factor. What we don't have is a commitment. We we are suffering in this country from bystander apathy. And it's a term out of social psychology that says, I know there's a problem. There's a need to do something. The need is really, really uh, important, but someone else will do it. And they've done research on bystander apathy, like they've had people fake heart attacks in the streets of New York, and then they see how when people stop to help them. The response time for a fake heart attack victim in New York was so many times more than in a small town. Collapse on the sidewalk of a small town in front of the local cafe, and you're probably going to draw 20, 30 people trying to help. And the reason is, is because we have what's called a diffusion of responsibility. If we're in a big crowd, well, someone else will do it. It'll be okay. And I can kind of slip away and not get involved. But if you're in a small town like that, there's no one else. It's us. And they're more likely to do it. This is why when you do work in a corporation or any other thing, a project, when we fought against McCain... I divided our groups up into groups of no more than five. The fifth was the supervisor, and then you had four people. So no one could be totally anonymous. Everybody was responsible. And good churches have learned this too. They have their family worship groups, right, in the homes, sometimes once a week, once every other week. And what are they? Typically people of small number. Now, you can be anonymous in a big church, but you really can't be that anonymous in a small group. It's a brilliant strategy on the part of uh, what we see in church organization today with the few churches that are still really loyal to the word. Thanks, Cass. So I I just wanted to make you aware of all this because this stuff is scary stuff. And when you put your head down tonight on the pillow, your head might be spinning. And to take all this in, I understand it's a difficult thing to do, and it's frightening. And you're saying it's evil. Yeah, we know where it comes from. Right now, today, it's really clear. The middle has been cleared out. It's either Jesus or it's Satan. And you're not going to avoid the conflict. If you give in to the ways of the world, you're going to be in conflict on Judgment Day when you go to the lake of fire. If you give in to Jesus, you're going to be in conflict with the world and you'll get cancel culture or worse. And there is no... no way to escape the conflict people just think I'll just keep my head down I'll just keep on moving I know it's bad but I'm not getting involved and if I don't criticize these people they'll leave me alone and my answer to them is you're right maybe as a short term solution but ultimately evil gets around to everybody and evil breeds evil and that's what I'll close with tonight anyway I went on for 52 minutes Oh, I hope I have strength left for my workout. (laughs) This is my light day, though, fortunately. And uh, my son is waiting for me in the wing. So I'm going to go push a few barbells and dumbbells and hopefully do a little cardio on on the heavy bag just to prepare. You never know. Anyway, God bless all of you. Thank you for joining me.